Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from thousands of successful individuals from around the world. I'm your host, Ashutosh Garg, and today I'm delighted to welcome a very, very senior, accomplished, and well-recognized professional from the world of finance, from Mumbai, Pune, Mr. Ninad Karpe. Ninad, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Delighted to be here and delighted to share my thoughts. Thank you. Uh, Ninad is the co-founder and partner of 100XVC, which is a VC firm which invests in early stage startups using iSafe nodes and aims to invest in 100 startups every year. Ninad is also an author and all of you know I am very, very partial to authors. He's an author of a book titled Bond to Baba and we'll talk about his book. And Interestingly, Ninad is passionate about supporting theater and has co-produced two Marathi plays. So, so Ninad, from fintech to author to theater, tell me about your own journey in brief before we start talking about 100x VC. <laughs> As uh, Shakespeare said, life is a theater. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think, you know, it's been a good ride. Uh, Theater is a passion. I think all of you should uh, come and watch live theater. There's nothing to beat the excitement of live theater. I'll stop at that. Other than speak for the next one hour on theater itself. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) But uh, what got you started uh, as a VC? Tell me a little bit about your earlier journey before you became a a VC. So before VC, I was almost 20, 21 years in the corporate uh, sector. Uh, Seven, eight years as managing director of Aptech. It's an Indian listed company in education space, operations across the world. And before that, 13 years, uh, I was MD of a, a software vendor, a company called Computer Associates. Mm-hmm. In short. It's yeah. a US company. Yeah. Uh, and that gave me corporate insight. Before that, almost 13 years, I was a professional, as in I had my own consulting. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, having uh, done this diverse kind of roles, uh, uh, you know, and the next step was what, you know, one is, of course, the passion profession, which is theater, but one is a mainstream profession. And uh, VC seemed to really fit the uh, bill in the sense, uh, there are people like us who have run company, people like you, those who have run companies. Mm-hmm. And when you become a VC, you're called an operator VC, mm-hmm. uh, where you actually run businesses. And uh, it's not just an asset management experience. Right. Uh, nothing right or wrong. Each one have, brings particular skills to the table. But uh, operator VC, so to say, with this kind of experience, uh, and you have you know much broader experience as well, uh, having been on boards of a lot of companies, the perspective you get uh, to a running a VC fund is a different perspective and flavor. So five of us uh, were co-founded this uh, firm, 100X. The idea of uh, uh, investing in early stage uh, startups mm-hmm. in India only mm-hmm. with a new model called iSafe model. I won't get into detail. It's all there on the website. Mm-hmm. But the whole idea was to take very early bets. So we have funded 105 so far and we are in the process of finalizing our next cohort of 25. Mm. We fund that very early, which is sometimes even at a concept stage. Mm. Out of 105, a couple of them, three, four of them didn't even have product ready. Mm. That takes uh, you know, a serious element of risk. 
Correct. The reason I thought I could bring all, all my experience into figuring out how to help the startup scale their business. Very interesting. And, you know, I was when I was reading about you while preparing for our conversation, it, you know, I was wondering, how do you decide? You know, because you're talking about 100 startups every year, and that's a huge amount of effort. How do you decide which startups to invest in? And what do you look for when you look at founders? Ah, you want my secret sauce. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but I'm happy to share it. <laughs> so, as a firm, we get roughly 25 to 32,000 pitch decks every year. So wow. that's a lot of uh, pitch decks. That's mm. also an indication, and this number growing every year over the last three, four years. That's also an indication of the fact that uh, young girls and boys are wanting to do startups. Mm. Now, there is obviously we have a couple of parameters, but at the end of the day, it's, you know, the risk taking ability. Firstly, we look at uh, products which or services which have large markets. Mm. If you're doing, uh, you know, multigrain bread for uh, very expensive South Bombay, nothing right or wrong. Mm. Uh, it's not, of course, a large market. We want to target something which has got a large market. We want to target a market which has got growth, uh, huge growth, not just 3%, 5%. It has to certainly be in double digits. Mm. We figure out this concept or business or MVP, does it have any moat? It could be anything. It could be a new business model. It could be new technology, uh, anything. And most important is the founder. Uh, is she or he, in our assessment, uh, able to uh, become a successful founder. And at the end of the day, you know, we are looking at, uh, uh, you know, 100x returns. That's why the name of firm is 100x. Mm -hmm. Obviously, uh, every investment will not become 100x and yeah. very few will become. Uh, but that's what we look at. So these are very broad Mm -hmm. And then the weightage internally given to all of them. Absolutely. And, you know, normally what I have seen with a lot of uh, VCs is that the process that has followed is slow and time consuming. With 25 to 30,000 uh, decks coming to you every, every, every year, what is the process you follow from the time you receive uh, a pitch deck till the time you either invest or say no? It's fast, uh, very fast. Uh, within seven days of a person submitting the pitch deck on our website, we say we will respond to you. Mm. Uh, and that response could either be saying, you know, we pass, we're not able to invest at this point of time, mm. or actually we straight call him up and call for a meeting. Mm. Uh, and at the meeting, uh, actually our process is quite standard. We don't have a detailed shareholder agreement. We don't take director's seats, board seats. It's a simple document called ISAF, Simple Agreement for Future Equity, mm. whereby we invest, uh, you know, standard amount of 1.25 crores for a 15% future equity. Mm. It's a standard four-page document. It's everything is the same. There is no individual discussions on valuation. Mm. So it has happened out of 105, um, you know, maybe around 10, 15. We call them in the morning. We say, you check our document. It's on our website. Come only if you're ready. And evening we sign off. Wow. So just yesterday, as an example, uh, these are young kids from IIT. I won't name which IIT. Absolutely. Uh, and they're in the final year. So we liked it. And they pitched to us. They don't even have product ready, Ashutosh. Mm -hmm. But we liked it. We liked the founder. 
we said okay uh, here's a term to sign it so they were taken oh this is too fast <laughs> so, mm. so, so it can move as fast as that as well amazing amazing the other question that i've often asked a lot of vcs and i'm going to ask you the same as well what is your process of mitigating risk other than of course you're saying that i've got 100 so some will do well some will not but as an investor how do you mitigate risk i don't think we even attempt to do that okay uh, because uh, we are in the very very high risk zone mm. and uh, ashutosh the way we decide is uh, uh, investment is typically any person giving money to another person will think of what can go wrong and that's how the risk mitigation is. Hmm. we think exactly the flip i flip the coin exactly i say what can go right hmm. if this idea goes right what can happen to my investment hmm. so you know we don't take board seats you know we of course have some terms of obviously money can't be given without in terms but uh it it is really such a high risk game we are playing at such a early stage are uh, very tough to mitigate risk very mm. tough interesting and for my viewers and listeners would you be able to share you know one or two or three of your incredible successes <laughs> so we are still early mm. uh, life of a vc fund unless it's done 7 to 10 years you don't start uh, judging success uh, we are just 4 years old but yeah some early signs <clears throat> is uh, just last evening in fact it's in the papers today mm. uh, one of our investor company called pickright mm. was taken over by nuama wealth which is uh, part of uh, had spun off from edelweiss mm. uh, one of our class one companies called smiles.ai uh, raised a fund of uh, raised 26 million dollars you know within 3 years that's a big amount mm. one of our company called kerala banana chips uh, mm. doing simple banana chips uh when he came to us 24 months back he was just doing 2 lakhs a month revenue now he's doing 2.5 crores you know mm. so these are uh, early signs but it's too early now to uh, say that we are successful or we are not successful mm. understand but the other thing that i've often yeah. seen with vcs nenad is uh the knowledge of different sectors and you seem to be in multiple sectors how do you manage to keep yourself contemporary with the different sectors that all your investments are in <laughs> yeah it's tough uh, you know i think that the challenge is to have a broad enough knowledge mm. enough depth to uh, figure out each of these sectors mm. uh, the macro trends is what we keep uh, you know seeing all the time mm. the beauty of our profession is every day 3 4 you know Uh, people come and uh, when they pitch to us obviously we learn more about the segment right uh, so we, it's a learning process for us as well mm. but yeah it, you know uh, i mean to keep abreast of developments and not see the dots everyone sees the dots when you uh, read about it but to mm. connect them is what uh, as a profession we have to do very interesting my next question is you know i would love to get your perspective on how is the venture capital landscape in india changing i mean it has changed dramatically since the time i raised private equity in 
and now people are start start saying this is the winter period of of VC. So, as someone who is investing consistently or continuously, what are your perspectives and how is this whole landscape changing? So, I still think our VC industry in India is still quite narrow in the sense of number of people engaged in the industry, and uh, it's nascent compared to let's say uh, the US or even China. Uh, we are still quite narrow and mm. the reason is we have probably started late uh, it will pick up it will pick up very fast uh, there is obviously some element of uh, reality check in terms of investment decisions particularly at the later stage series b and c uh, where you know people are now looking at things uh, more uh, in depth and i think it's a uh, it's a kind of a uh corrective pattern which is happening it's good for overall the industry we are at very early stage first check concept early revenue pre revenue we still see a surfeit of lot of action from both sides mm. the number of pitch decks we are getting and also uh, people willing to take the risk and bet at early stage mm. that space is still uh, you know the people are writing small checks angel are writing 10 lakhs 15 lakhs so they are still okay to take the smallest but certainly at the later stage there has been some bit of uh, reality check which has happened mm-hmm. very interesting my next question is on on you know what sectors are hot today i mean tech has always been very hot agri became very very hot in the last few years what are some of the sectors that you are seeing which are very very um, hot and what then that you may be bullish on so agritech we still believe uh, is lot more to be done mm-hmm. particularly in the first mile on uh, the last mile a uh, <clears throat> lot of good things have happened but in the first mile still uh, many things have to happen mm-hmm. healthtech we have seen lot of uh, startups uh, but still there is a scope uh, we believe mm-hmm. fintech there has been you know all kinds of uh, uh, stuff happening uh, now the impact of pure deep tech on to various uh, verticals mm-hmm. uh, you know now uh, with uh, all the so much happening in the ai front mm-hmm. the industry is getting impacted mm-hmm. so we are not seen as many uh, deep tech uh, companies i was we would like to see and uh, we are willing to fund uh, mm. itself so uh, we have funded some deep tech companies but i i believe uh, one is in terms of vertical mm. uh, agritech is still since it impacts so many lives in india it's still lot to go and uh, deep tech also has lot more potential mm. and uh, now do you see any challenges uh, being faced in the startup ecosystem in india um or do you think it's just uh, all hunky dory 75000 startups and continuously growing uh there are you know there are rashitosh startups as a fund we fund only indian startups you know we don't fund startups which are registered outside of india because you know we have taken a view that you want to be with indian jurisprudence and indian geography and uh, indian uh, you know legal and ecosystem mm. but there are others who look for other geographies uh, to register and they feel that is much easier uh, to do it 
uh, india does have its own set of challenges uh, but i think there's nothing which is insurmountable or nothing which uh, is uh, the challenges are so big that you shouldn't have a startup in india and we still feel bullish about it uh, whether it's some tax issues which you read about in the budget whether it's some compliance issues uh, there are some i mean it's not uh, that there aren't uh, mm. we kept hearing of angel tax there you know expanded the but these are things are not substantial to my mind for the opportunity there is in india interesting and uh, at what stage i know it's very early for you also it's only 4 years but at what stage do you look for an exit or at what stage will you look for an exit so ideally we would hold for at least uh, we are in no rush you know if the startup is going to take 10 years to become big we will hold for 10 years also but i think uh, the 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 stage at which we invest my guess is uh, you know if it uh, hopefully some of them succeed uh, we my guess is the 6 to 8 years kind of time zone would be the uh, probably the time zone where uh we would probably need to exit so we are okay to wait till 10 but you know between uh 5 to 8 or 6 to 8 is the time zone uh, one would think of exiting hmm. and a little while back you'd mentioned that you write out a check for 1.25 crores for 15% is that something standard or does that keep varying so we have curated this model now earlier for the first 80 startups we wrote 25 lakhs uh, for 7% and it's a future uh, so we do not we do not get equity in return mm. it's sort of a future convertible it's a convertible mm. note okay. uh, so it converts only at a trigger point in future right uh, irrespective of the valuation at that time whether it's 2 crores or whatever crores or uh, we get a fixed 15% okay so then from 25 lakhs we have recently after the first 80 we figured that is probably better to give uh, more money initially so that they have some runway of you know 12 to 24 months at least mm. and i think it's working out well because you know 1.2 factors for a very early size startup it's a lot of money a lot of money and they, these founders are very uh, agile with their money Absolutely. and so so this 15% we do not get immediate equity it's a future convertible mm. well said uh I'm now going to move to your book, Bond to Baba. Uh, and before <clears throat> I ask you about the book, I'm going to ask all our viewers and listeners to go and check out Mr. Dinath Karpe's book on Amazon. I will go and check it out myself. But you know, when I was reading about this, I was wondering whether you were referring to James Bond or the financial Bond. Baba, I had some broad understanding, but tell me about your book. so this was i written over a period of 7 years and just 120 pages so my younger son said dad that's such a poor uh, progress of writing mm-hmm. that's what to do but it's you know condensed writing so fundamentally my experience in running uh, companies and the whole theme is actually reinvention how to keep reinventing mm-hmm. the first chapter is on james bond uh, i saw skyfall and i was so taken aback by the way the bond character was reinvented and i have connected that reinvention to how companies need to reinvent mm. and then there are various chapters on formula 1 you know various things in between mm. and the last chapter was on baba mm. uh, baba ramdev's uh, business orize uh, mm. and i was sitting in the publisher thinking of a name he said no reinvention sounds very drab and 
See, are your first chapter is on James Bond, like last on Baba. Call it Bond to Baba. Mm. <laughs> that's it. So that's how it came up. So it wasn't a deep thought. Uh-huh. Uh, the whole uh, book is on business strategies and how to reinvent. That's Very interesting. Very interesting. And you know, for someone who was in the corporate sector and wrote a book on reinvention, to now someone who is in the private equity or venture capital space and is not probably looking at pivot, is there a relationship between reinvention and pivot? There is, there is. I think um, pivot is a new word and a good word, but reinvention has been uh, in the management uh, theory and practice for a long time. Correct. Uh, it's pivot gives a slight sense of uh, uh, urgency, a slight sense of agility. Reinvention has slightly a sense of you know, okay, you know, let's do it in a planned manner. Mm-hmm. Uh, but both essentially mean the same thing. Well said. And my last question to you, Dinad, and this is for the thousands of people who will listen to our conversation. Based on your incredible journey and now funding so many uh, startups, what would you say are three lessons you would want our viewers and listeners to take away from your own knowledge and from our conversation? I think number one is uh, have a passion profession mm-hmm. or some passion other than your mainstream profession. Yeah. Uh, you know, presently I'm seriously into theater, but uh, I've always loved watching Formula One races. You know, I've uh, really, really passionately followed them. Uh, I've learned um, wine making, wine uh, tasting. Some you have to have uh, some passion other than that. Second is, you know, I think uh, reinvention is very critical. Mm-hmm. The way the world is moving, if you don't reinvent yourself constantly, Mm. whether you call it pivot, reinvent, not just business, but you personally, Mm. you have to personally uh, reinvent. And last is is never too late to start your startup. Mm. You have all seen the story of Naika, how she started uh, at a very different age. She is not the atypical IIT uh, girl who started at age 21, 23, uh, but it's never too late. Right. It's exciting. It's great. Uh, just get going. Remember, today, capital is chasing ideas. And it's not the reverse. I, uh, ideas are not chasing capital. Mm-hmm. So if you have a great idea, you will get funded. If you're not getting funded, that means uh, there's something, some problem with the idea. Mm-hmm. There's no problem with the capital. If capital is chasing ideas, you must uh, uh, do something at whatever age, start something. And uh, since, you know, this thing is about me, I'll tell you one small thing before, you know, you wind up. Mm-hmm. I'm very passionate, Ashutosh, about pocket squares. I love them deeply. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought, let me convert that passion to business. So I made my own brand called Carpe Diem, spelled K-A-R-P-E. Wow. Okay. And for almost three years, two years, I had eight designs made. And I sold them on Amazon. I've sold more than 2,500. So there was wow. no store. Uh, there was no, I hardly had the IP, my design. Everything was outsourced from printing mm. to, uh, uh, to you know customer delivery. I had nothing, just the idea. Amazing. I, I converted to business. It's still there on Amazon, Carpedium. There are very few of 50, yeah. 50 left there. So there's nothing to stop you. If I can do it, just a thought and convert it to a business, mm. there's nothing to stop each one of you. Mm. All the very best. Wow. 
Wow. And on that note, Nina, then your three amazing lessons, which is have a passion profession, so critical for everyone at every age to have this. Second, you said was reinvention is critical. Keep reinventing yourself constantly. And number three, you said was never too late to start. But I think your million dollar comment at the end of it all was, if you've got a good idea, there's always money available. Money is chasing ideas. Thank you, Ninad, for talking to me about your own journey, about 100x VC, about all the amazing stuff that you are doing to be able to support so many startups in the country. Thank you also for speaking to me about your book, Born to Baba. Thank you again and good luck. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Happy to share my thoughts. Thank, Thank you. Thank you for listening to the brand called You Videocast and Podcast platform that brings you knowledge, experience and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Just search for the brand called you.